0: Welcome back, my friend, to Speak Your Mind Method, where you will learn how to overcome stuttering, learn life-changing speech skills, and build a life of incredible fluency and confidence. So it's been a number of months since I've put out any content, and so I just wanna say thank you for your patience. It's so good to be back, and I can't wait to bring you more free videos, more free podcasts, and just free content overall for you to enjoy and for you to help you to become a great speaker and a fluent speaker. Um, Speaking of the word podcast and different forms of content, these videos will on YouTube. It'll still be the same. These videos will still be on YouTube, just like all my other ones were. But I will also now be putting out the audio versions of these videos in podcast form. So you will be able to listen on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts, right? I guess it's not Apple Music. It'd be Apple Podcasts. But anyway. Let's dive into today's lesson. Before we do that, though, I do want to let you know if you haven't watched yet or if you need a refresher, then be sure to check out my free stop stuttering workshop. This is a 45 plus minute training that most speech coaches will charge two, three, four hundred dollars for. I'm giving it to you for free because I want you to have it. If you truly implement it, if you truly do the work that is asked of you, you could see 90 percent fluency in as little as six weeks of implementing the system. It's 100% free, you've got nothing to lose, so be sure to check it out before you leave this episode. And you can find it at Stop Suttering, or no, it's speakyourmindmethod.com workshop, or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the link in the description below. Okay, now let's actually dive into the topic of the day, which is sort of, the topic is basically the second most important factor to help you overcome stuttering. Now, this is part one of a three-part series that I'm going to be walking you through over the next three episodes. And these will be the three sort of components, the three core things that need to be in place in order for you to beat stuttering. Now, there is sort of a precursor to that, that we're not going to talk about as much in today's episode, because today's episode is about the second most important factor, and the most important factor, I'll just talk about it very quickly here, is simply you. It is your desire. It's your will. It is your um, ability to push through the hardships. It is your ability to not give up. Your ability to stay strong despite having bad days, which you will have, and even bad weeks, and even bad months. It is that almost calloused perspective and that calloused approach of you are building yourself up emotionally, mentally, the fortitude. It's so strong to where you are not going to give up. That does have to be in place because you will have a plethora of excuses to give up if you give yourself even just a little bit, just a sliver of a way out. You will give up if you give yourself any opportunity to do so. And so that's the most important thing. If I'm going to assume that is in place because that is who I'm here to help in the first place, right? I am not some magic coach. I am not somebody who's going to just bring you into my fold, do my little spell, and then boom, you're fixed and then you'll be off and running with no stutter. That's not how this process works. And let me give you a very clear example of this. So let's imagine you are trying to become an actor. So you're studying, you really want to build the skills, and you want to become famous like Leonardo DiCaprio, right? You want to become a movie star. How much value do you really think there is if you are to go spend time personally with Leonardo DiCaprio and if he were to teach you everything he knew about acting, it wouldn't even help you if your heart wasn't in it. If your perspective wasn't truly on building the habits and building the skills. If you were only trying to focus on like, being just because you are under his tutorship, that in no way is going to guarantee your results. In the same way with speech coaching here, just because you're under my tutorship does not guarantee that you're going to get results. At the end of the day, I love to talk about this through the context of the hero's story, the hero's journey. You are the hero. And the only way you are going to change your speech is if you take that position as the hero of the story. Does that make sense? Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, and now that you have an understanding of just a little bit of of that responsibility, that feeling, that sense of, oh wow, it is up to me. I want you to feel that. So now that you've felt that, let's now talk about the second most important factor in this, which is you need a good plan. Now, you don't just need a plan, you need a good plan, which is pretty obvious, right? And what I wanna walk you through today are the four key markers of a good plan to help you overcome stuttering and to help you build a life of fluency. So the first marker, the, the first of four key markers for a good plan is there needs to be a level of discomfort. Discomfort. It's uncomfortable, obviously. Um, and discomfort is what we run away from as human beings. We don't like discomfort. We are always trying to run away from pain and run towards pleasure. Discomfort is just not a fun thing. But the truth is, discomfort is the only way to get what you want. Or at least the only way to cross that bridge, to, to to cross or to close that gap between where you are to where you want to be. There is going to be discomfort wherever there is change. Wherever there is change, there is discomfort. And so if, if you are pitched a plan to say that says, if you just do this, you'll be stutter free in a week or 10 days or even 30 days, although 30 days is when you can really start to see results. But if you just do something for 30 days and then never do it again, and then hope that your life is going to be completely transformed or your speech is going to be completely transformed, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're thinking in the wrong perspective. Now, I have a, a program that's called the 30 Day Sprint. So that is is a 30-day sprint, but it's not meant to be just 30 days and then you never worry about your speech again. If you've been stuttering for more than a year or two years, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, however long it's been, even 30, 40 years, to expect the transformation in your brain to only take a week or two weeks or even 30 days and then never worry about it again, that's not how these things work. And the reason that we believe that it's going to work that way is because we want to believe it. We just deeply want to believe it. Why do we want to believe it? Because we don't want to feel the discomfort. So it's very important that we understand that we come to grips with this this reality, that it if things are going to change, things will be uncomfortable. So that is the first marker of a good plan. It needs to be uncomfortable. Otherwise, you're not going to see the change. This is all about mental fortitude. This is all about um, pushing past the resistance of your brain because your brain will resist. Your brain is very lazy. Your brain only wants to do the things it has done, which in the case of speech, if stuttering is your habit, then that's what your brain wants to do. That is what your brain finds easiest. And that's why you feel resistance when you try and change it. But we need to push past it. We need to be okay with the discomfort. And one example of this, of pushing past the discomfort, is when things started opening up after COVID here in the United States, I hadn't really done anything in public in terms of speaking, right? So I hadn't gone to any open mics. Now, I'm a musician, so going to open mics is one of those things that it's a really fun experience, and it's just a cool thing to be able to perform in front of people, right? I started to feel that fear again. I was like, "Oh, but what if I'm gonna stutter again?" Um, because it's just that that amygdala part of my brain has just started firing again, and it it wasn't like I had a particular memory in mind. It was just that my brain started to be like, "Oh, here we go," you know. You're gonna stand up in front of people, and you're gonna embarrass yourself. And so I had two choices at that moment. I could have either not done it. I could have stayed home or I could have realized that I've done a lot of work. I've built up new speech habits because, again, this was fairly recently. I've built up these new speech habits and I know that if I just put myself in the situation, I have the capacity and the ability to get through it and to not embarrass myself. And beyond that, to actually be a great speaker, to actually be really compelling as I introduce myself, and then obviously as I perform and sing the songs with my guitar, and then in between the songs if I say anything. But also, one of the things that comforted me and that helped me understand is, look, it's not like you have to speak all the time. You can just say hi, maybe say a few introductory words, and then say your name, like, Hello everyone. It's good to be here. My name is Marcus and I'm going to sing you a couple songs and then you can go and sing the songs. And if you start to feel stressed about speaking between the songs, you don't even necessarily have to say anything if you don't feel like there's anything to say. So that was an example of of me understanding that there is going to be discomfort, but also realizing I have to push past it. I have to do this thing anyway. And that's what I did. And guess what? It went fine. I didn't embarrass myself. I mean, over when I started to go back to open mics, there were a moment or two as I started to get used to it again where I had a couple hiccups. I remember one uh, example or one time in particular, I tried to say the name of the song that I was about to sing. I was like, and the name of this song is Satellite was the name of the song. And that S, like there was kind of an awkward pause, but I just moved past it. And then that was the only hiccup. Probably, there's probably the last hiccup I've ever had when it comes to anything that's relatively obvious. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you with that and give you that little story uh, from my personal experience. And just a couple more things when it comes to discomfort is it's it's like working out at the gym. You're not going, if you have a personal trainer and this person takes you to the gym and only makes you do comfortable exercises right only does you know maybe two pound dumbbell curls and light jogging and you know just kind of chatting up just having a good time and you never feel uncomfortable that's a terrible personal trainer fire that person immediately right and it's the same thing with speech and really anything in life if you're trying to learn something new And you have somebody that comes along that tries to pitch this comfortable methodology you gotta be able to sniff it out there needs to be a level of discomfort otherwise the transformation is not going to happen okay and one more analogy that i want to uh that is relevant here as well is if you're trying to um, build your intellectual growth and you're trying to read more books it's not going to help you if you only read surface level books that have no depth. You need to push yourself and keep growing and and push the limits of what you know so that you can actually learn new things and grow that intellectual capacity. So that is marker number one. We still got three more to go. Marker number one of the four key markers of a good plan, there needs to be a level of discomfort. Now, marker number two of a good plan is the techniques and approaches are backed by science. They're backed by science. So if you have a plan when it comes to stuttering, does it understand or is it talked about things like neuroplasticity, habit formation, the rewiring of the brain? Um, Have you ever had it explained to you about things like the 80-20 principle? Does the plan... Understand and does it put forward and give you the framework to understand these things? um Does it understand what James Clear calls the plateau of latent potential, which in a, in James Clear's book Atomic Habits, one of the great analogies is he talks about this plateau of latent potential when you're starting to learn a new skill. It's kind of like putting um a, an, an ice cube in a freezer and you put it at 22 degrees fahrenheit and so 32 degrees is the freezing point in fahrenheit right so if you put it in the freezer and you start it at say 15 or 20 degrees and you start to slowly raise the temperature nothing is going to happen for a while 20 21 22 23 24 the ice cube is still ice nothing's changing but if you're patient and as that temperature keeps rising 23 24 25 all the way up to 32 as soon as you hit 32 dramatic change happens, right? And that's just a little idea that we need to understand. And so if you're trying to get a good plan or, okay, let's say it's not a good plan and you don't understand the reality of how these things work, the reality that you're going to have these periods of your life in this period of when you're in a program or you're going through a process where things just feel latent. Things do not feel like you're progressing. But if you stay committed and you stay aware and you keep working and you keep being optimistic to the best of your ability, it is like that ice cube. You just need time. You just need to keep raising the temperature, if you will, even if you don't see the results right away. It's like the ice cube. It's it from 22 degrees to 29 to 30 to 31. It's basically the same but it, when you hit 32, you will reach those spikes. You will reach the points at which dramatic change will happen. But it's just this, this latency that most people don't understand. And so also coming back to neuroplasticity, the ability of the brain to change in response to experience. So you have the two basic laws of neuroplasticity, which are neurons that fire together, wire together. And then also the opposite side of the coin is neurons that fire apart, wire apart. So neurons that fire together, wire together, that is what is called long-term potentiation in essence. And then neurons that fire apart, wire apart is called long-term depression. Now not depression in a clinical sense. It's just, this is a term for what's happening in the brain. When you stop doing something, when you refuse or when you, um, neglect a particular skill or habit that you perhaps have built. So let's, let's take the habit of stuttering. When you've been building the habit of stuttering over the years, you've been reinforcing it over and over and over again, right? So what happens when you stutter less and less and less and then you start to speak more fluently? It's these two things are happening simultaneously in that your new speech skills, your fluent speech habits are now starting to rise and starting to create more dominance and create more space in your brain. And it's becoming more habitual and easy and more fluid or fluent. And then when it comes to your old habits, because you are resisting them, because you are no longer engaging with those old habits in the same way, they start to dissipate. They start to lose connection. And that's long-term depression. Long-term potentiation, again, is the ability for neurons to fire together and then wire together as you continue to repeat that action or that skill, right? Or that behavior. And so that is number two. The number two marker is the techniques and the approaches are backed by a scientific understanding and a and a basic understanding. It doesn't have to be crazy deep understanding, but just a basic understanding of the science behind it. Okay, and then number three marker to a good plan is the plan is actionable rather than theoretical. It's not so much here's a theory to help you overcome stuttering. Rather, it's here is an actionable plan. Here is a process. Do this. Here is your routine. That is what matters here. And this is why this is why I preach and I talk about tools all the time especially early on in the process is because you need to have an actionable thing that you can do, not just a theory in your head, not just an idea of what it looks like in the future to stop stuttering, but you need to have a tool. Now you need to have the ability to, to make the changes in the moment right now. And that is the power of tools. And that is the power of what Lila that would call crutches. This is the power of, of tricking your brain. And I'm not afraid to say trick your brain because in a lot of ways, when you're trying to beat stuttering, especially early on, early on, one of the main things you're trying to do is just simply change the way that you speak. Just speak in not in any different way, but in just find a way to say the words you're saying. Find a way to speak differently. And often this is maybe inflecting more, maybe raising your pitch, maybe even um, using your hands more, maybe it is stretching your words out more, using word stretching. Maybe it's if you're really hitting a block, maybe it's even softening or softening the consonants. Like there, maybe using a bit more of a Z instead of an S on an S. It's that type of thing. You're using these tools to facilitate change, to get that process started, to really get that machine, because you're when you're turning the engine. You're really starting to fire up the machine. You can't just re just take one step and then boom, you're at the end. This takes time and it is the ability to work in a very actionable way, to work in almost an empirical way rather than say this theoretical approach of here's what in my head, here's this, this philosophical understanding of what starting in is and how to change it and what it might look like. Instead, no, no, no. Move past the theories. Does your plan have a step-by-step approach? Does it give you a daily routine for you to follow every single day? Okay, so that is number three. And then finally, marker number four um, of a good plan to help you overcome stuttering is the plan isn't just about overcoming a stutter. There's more to it than that. This is very important. This is the part that a lot of speech coaches don't really dive into, which it is understandable. It's like, let me hold your hand um, to the point where you are no longer embarrassing yourself to the point where you are no longer stuttering. But if I'm being honest, I am very, I I don't feel right about ending there. I don't think that is where we should end. If we're going to invest all that time into not simply not stuttering, then I think it is It is our duty to also invest time into really becoming a great speaker, to really taking and learning new speech skills that transform not only that, remove not only that embarrassment and those feelings of loneliness or whatever, but also give us an advantage in your career that help us, you know, shoot us to the front of the line so that we are more um, competent in our speech. And because if 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 your only goal is to overcome stuttering, you really are limiting yourself in a drastic way. And what what I want to leave you with, or I guess I might still have a few things more to say, but one of the things I want to mention here is what is your why? There's a great book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why, just a great book if you want to read more about the word why, is what is your why? Is it why do you want to overcome stuttering? So I want you to just make a list or if you're driving just in your head, make a mental note of three reasons. What are the three things that are truly driving you and pushing you towards that desire for a change with your speech? Is it your career? Is it dating? Is it relationships? Is it friendships? Is it social life? It could be anything. It could be as simple as when you don't want to feel anxiety anymore when your phone rings, right? It's all these little things. I just want you to either make a mental note or if you are able to write down three whys, write down the why, the three reasons why you want to overcome stuttering. Because once you write these down, you realize, oh, this is much deeper than simply not stuttering. This is about building a life. This is about building a, you know, orienting your your speech and then also your life towards not only fluency, but confidence but and competence and skill building and social skill building and changing your life in a dramatic way for the better. And that is what I'm here to help you with. And it's an exciting journey. It's a transformational journey. It's so much fun. It's not always fun. There are plenty of bad days mixed in. But at the end of the day, it is so worth it to invest this time to really put yourself through this process and to not only overcome stuttering, but also have that perspective and those goals in mind of this is why I want to beat stuttering. Now, in my own life, this was very true. I wanted, it wasn't just that I wanted to overcome stuttering, but my why was I wanted to be able to have um, deeper conversations. I just wanted to be able to, because I love i love conversations. I love going into really weird rabbit holes of whether it's politics or whether it's philosophy or psychology or just any topics. I love to be able to explore that, especially with like-minded people who we're not necessarily like-minded, but just people who also enjoy doing it, right? And the problem with when I struggle with stuttering so much as a teenager was I wasn't able to do it because I was thinking so much about stuttering and about avoiding stuttering and not stuttering. And so I wasn't able to direct my attention towards the topic at hand. And that was super annoying, right? And so that was one of the things that was like, that is, that is my why. I need to do that. I want to be able to have intelligent and deep conversations without being distracted by me trying to avoid or not stutter. And and another thing that I wanted was I wanted to be more attractive in the dating market, right? Now that took a longer time than I and than I would have liked, right? And I feel like over the last 2 years I'm finally starting to get good at it or somewhat good at it, depends who you ask, <laughs> not, not very good at it still. But uh, but I've gotten insanely better. And, and that's the point. It's improvement. Are you constantly improving? Am I constantly improving? And that has been true for me. It's actually pretty insane, the difference in my ability to, um, to date now at age 26, than it was even at age 22, 23. So, I want to share that with you to encourage you. The only thing that matters in a lot of ways, in essence, is that you are improving. Are you improving? And if you are, then you are on the right track. So in closing, what here's what I want you to ask yourself. First of all, do you have a plan? Or are you kind of going at it in a haphazard way? If you're going at it in a haphazard way, without a structure, without a plan, you are setting yourself up and you're putting yourself at an extreme disadvantage. So today's the day you need to put yourself in position. You need to get yourself a plan. So what are you going to do in order to take that step? The most easy thing and the thing that I recommend you do first is simply go and watch and implement my free workshop. It's my stop stuttering workshop. I said it's free because it is. It's 100% free. It's 45 plus minute training. This lays the groundwork. This gives you a plan. This gives you a daily routine. You can find it at speakermindmethodcom workshop. Or if you're watching on YouTube, again, you can just find the link in the description below. Beyond that, um, you could enroll in a full on premium program and really get either a self-study version or a self-paced version of the program, or you could get a one-on-one or you could, or you could get a coach and work one-on-one with that coach. Now, this generally will be a much more expensive route, right? And I'm not even saying that you have to do it with me or with my method. I mean, that'd be great, but as long as it's a good method, as long as the plan that you're looking at or the website you're or the coach that you're researching or looking into. Do they talk about these things? Do they position it as if it's comfortable? Because that's a red flag, right? Let's, re- let's go over these again real quick. Discomfort. Does the plan have a sense of, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable. This is going to be hard. You need to be able to commit for a long time, right? Is Are those sentiments present? And then are the techniques and approaches backed by science? Or is it just... Some random person who maybe they did overcome stuttering, but their uh, personal experience doesn't actually relate that well to you because this person perhaps doesn't quite have the, uh, the necessary understanding of the science behind um, helping people overcome stuttering, right? Um, the other one, is the plan actionable more than theoretical, right? You don't want somebody who's just spewing out theories and spewing out how things could potentially be and, and the deep rabbit holes that might underlie stuttering. Instead, it's just like, hey, give me a plan. Give me an actionable thing that I can do every day and give me a routine that is scientifically based, obviously, but that isn't so deep in the weeds in science or in theories that you forget to actually do the work that it takes to change. And then finally, The plan isn't just about overcome stuttering. There's more to it. It's about, it's it's this holistic perspective. It's about changing your life, not just your speech. So does the plan that you're looking at or looking into do all of those things? So that is what I want to leave with you today, my friend. That is the end of this video, of this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Now let me know in the YouTube comments, what is your next step going to be? what are you going to do to get a plan? Are you just going to go and grab my free workshop, which is what I, the first thing that I recommend you do, it's 100% risk-free. You don't have to pay a penny. And it is a way to really kind of get a boot camp into my method and also just helping you understand the process of beating stuttering. Or is it simply making time for it? Is it prioritizing it? Maybe you need to commit to not scrolling as much on your phone for that hour at the end of the day when after you come home from work where you could spend that hour working on your speech and really getting good at transforming your speech, right? So let me know in in the comments if you're watching on YouTube and if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave me a five-star review because it really does help me out and I really would appreciate it. So... That is it for today's episode, my friend. Thank you so much for watching. I will see you in the next one.